This is Bloomberg Surveillance. The amount of momentum that we saw in January was distinctly different from anything that we've seen over the last four years. Unfortunately for us, for the U.S. in the near term when it comes to manufacturing, we still see some headwinds. The market is effectively recalibrating. It is taking back the losses that it made in anticipation of a much steeper Fed trajectory. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning. It is 7 a.m. on Wall Street. It is noon in Leicester, where the Foxes have pulled off the impossible, winning the Premier League as a 5,000-to-1 underdog. It is 9 p.m. in Sydney, where the Reserve Bank of Australia has pulled off the unexpected, cutting rates and setting off a global debate on the outlook for inflation and growth. All that. The weather forecast on Surveillance Today. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. The RBA move, cutting rates to a record low of one and three-quarter percent, coupled with a cut In the economic forecast for Europe by the European Commission and lousy European bank earnings has markets on the wrong foot worldwide. Notice, Tom, how we're using English idioms today in honor of Lester. Australia finished up 2.1% of the rate cut and fiscal stimulus from the government. But Europe is lower right now. The stock 600 is down six points, one and three quarters percent. Financials there down two and a quarter percent. The DAX is off 185 points, 1.8 percent. The FTSE in London down 79 points right now, 1.3 percent. The Purchasing Managers Manufacturing Index there comes in showing contraction, comes in in 49. Uh, Brexit concerns are cited. Here in the U.S., S&P futures are down 16, eight-tenths of a percent. Dow futures, 131. That's three-quarters of a percent. And NASDAQ futures are off 36, eight-tenths of a percent. Yields are dropping. People coming into U.S. markets for safety, it appears, one8 Eight for your 10-year, five is one and uh, a quarter percent, and the two-year yield is 75 basis points right now. What is really falling? The dollar index, 92.249, down another four-tenths on the day. Atul Lele is uh, Chief Investment Officer of Deltec International, uh, normally with us uh, from the Bahamas, but um, life is better here in New York where it's cold and rainy, right? You don't want to be down where it's warm. Oh, it's uh, it's nice to be back in civilization. Yeah. Uh, what's going on out there? Um, is there deflation? Is there inflation? I mean, in the U.S., we're starting to see signs that prices are rising. Is, this, is what the world is doing just reflecting a, a dichotomy in inflation? Possibilities. That's that's exactly the point that we are seeing this dichotomy in inflation outlooks uh, from around the world. There is clear deflationary pressures. We've still got uh, capacity utilisation rates which are very low in many many parts of the world. But when we take a step back and actually look at what's happening in the US, there's clear inflationary coming inflationary pressure coming through from the wages side of things. There's clear inflationary pressure coming through when we look at uh, capacity utilisation rates are now starting to get stretched. And some of that imported deflation we will seeing and affecting the U.S. over the past year is actually coming out of the system as well, courtesy of the dollar dropping back a little. So what matters more? I mean, we're, we're seeing reaction today, short term, to what the RBA did. But uh, what matters more? What's happening in U.S. and the outlook for U.S. inflation or the fact that the Japanese and many countries in Asia can't gin any up? 
Well, what we're seeing uh, around the world is definitely adding to dislocations in markets. When we saw the moves from the Bank of Japan last week, or the lack of moves from the Bank of Japan last week, that caused a major dislocation in markets. Uh, but when we look at what's happening in the US, that ultimately is going to be the driver of policy settings around the world. The US uh, Fed fund rate is the reference rate for the rest of the world. The US 10-year Treasury yield is the reference rate for the rest of the world as well. So I think what we're seeing happening in the US with these burgeoning inflationary pressures that will really start to impact as we move into Q4 2016 and into 2017, those inflationary pressures will end up dominating. Well, uh, Sergio Amati, CEO of UBS, reported first quarter profit today dropped 64%. The the stock is down by 8.5% in Mm. Europe right now, uh, said... We're seeing volatility, quote, but it's not the kind of volatility that is translating to client activity. It's a paralyzing volatility. Is that what you're seeing as well? That's certainly what we're seeing. We're seeing huge dislocations in markets uh, in this year already. Of course, we started the year with the worst six-week start to the year uh, ever for equity markets. We've seen dislocations across currency markets. So um, nobody wants to trade because so they're afraid. And, and, and that's what it is. It's not, it isn't the type of volatility where you see opportunities uh, come, out, uh, come out of the woodwork. It's actually the type of volatility where you see these dislocations and it causes people to question really a lot of the models that are looking at it causes us to question we run models on a huge number of, 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 uh, of items uh, in, in our outlook pieces and at Dell Tech it's caused us to relook at all of our models good morning Michael good morning uh, you're, you're slow today I, I'm, I'm, I'm been I'm celebrating sure. Lester well, I'm, yeah, I've been celebrating Lester all night. Actually, the Red Sox in first place is a pretty good idea. And your Penguins won last night. They did. It was a big game, a late game, too. They, they went forever. Bloomberg Surveillance spoke, uh, this morning, folks. We say good morning to all in Australia as well with the big news there. Uh, Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Invesco. Invesco believes it's time to bench the benchmarks and to consider active management factor-based strategies. Find out more at Invesco.com slash high conviction. It has been an extraordinary morning. As I said out on Twitter, there's a real shift here. You see in a three standard deviation, almost three standard deviation, uh, moving euro dollar. And, and Mike, you mentioned the stronger yen as well, 105.81. Uh, a, a tool, the, the idea of linking, and you said this earlier, transmission mechanisms. How does central bank activity transmit over to the real economy? Well, the, the primary tool in which it occurs is via the banking system. And so when we see these problems across European banks, that's a real problem because it means that the transmission mechanism from what the ECB is doing into the real economy is not working. That's a stark contrast in Europe uh, to what we're seeing in the US. When we see the, the, the Fed senior, office, uh, senior loan officer survey, which was out yesterday, you were seeing that transmission mechanism at work. We're still clearly seeing that uh, loans to consumers are being eased. So the transmission mechanism is working very well in the US. It's not working very well at all. In why, why is it? That's the huge why, isn't it? Well, the, the, the reason is the problems in the banking system. When the banking system in Europe is still deleveraging, when it's still getting rid of bad assets, which are largely emerging market exposed assets, when they're bad commercial loans out of Europe, when banks in Europe are deleveraging, they're going to be very reticent towards extending new loans and actually transmitting that ECB monetary policy. I, can I admit I'm a tourist? I sort of naively look at Australia banking like I look at Canadian banking, which is it's extremely robust, 
small set of banks. Is that true? Uh, it's a very good way of looking at the banking sector. They're, they're, they're very similar in terms of you've got a few major pillar uh, banking institutions out there. Uh, I think that the, the element that we're looking at from a markets perspective right now is both Australian and Canadian banks have a huge increase in non-performing loans ahead of them as this commodities boom unwinds and impacts asset prices mm-hmm. across their economies. That's the similarity to look at right now. The uh the the Fed is uh, seems to be at the center of all these concerns. Uh, if they raise rates, it helps emerging markets. It helps Australia, but uh, a lot of people say it hurts the U.S. economy. And then the U.S. economy is the one that's supposed to buy all of everybody's stuff and uh, make the world better. So, where would you what would you advise them to do? The, the, the Fed's in a difficult situation because actually uh, we, we take the view that as the Fed raises rates, that removes U.S. dollar liquidity from the rest of the world. 60% of global GDP relies on U.S. dollar liquidity. So when the Fed raises rates, it has a huge impact on the rest of the world. It's actually very negative for emerging markets because emerging markets are so heavily reliant on U.S. dollar liquidity just to fund themselves. They rely on those U.S. dollar capital inflows. And so when we start to see the Fed raise rates, it has such a massive impact across the rest of the world that causes a lot of this volatility that the Fed's suddenly stuck in this situation where this food feedback loop from them raising rates into the rest of the world, that volatility impacting the U.S. market, leaves them in this very difficult situation and, and frankly, has left them in the situation they've been in right now. They were on a very clear path to raise rates, and then we saw the volatility in late, uh, late uh, 2015, early 2016, from their earlier actions, and that's really derailed the story that they had, which is rates are going right. to steadily rise this year. Let's come back. Uh, there's a red button. Uh, oh, Mike, quickly, what do you got? Uh, no, I was just uh, saying, um, uh, well, well, we'll discuss it here in a little bit. Uh, you know, wanted to ask about the, the, uh, the, the, whether the dollar is too important. Oh, I, I agree. I think let's come back and lead with that. I think that's a, uh, a a good idea. Let me do an extended data check here with markets really on the move. It's a very subtle, nuanced move, but clearly risk off. Futures were negative 11, I'm going to call it now, negative 15. Dow futures, negative 122. With a vengeance, U.S. yields in. The two-year in four basis points, 0.75%. The 10-year, 1.81% in a solid 7 Huge seven basis point uh, move there. Oil doesn't play. Forty four twenty five down fifty three cents on West Texas Intermediate. Gold flat twelve ninety six the ounce. Where you see it, I'm watching German two and ten year yields. They have come in only in the last hour. They've really broken down, not down to any kind of new lows or anything like that. But the German two-year negative 0.493 bears watching. Euro 115.78, the yen 105.82, and sterling 146.62. Show the abrupt currency move. Australian dollar, uh, stronger U.S. 0.7562 on the Aussie dollar this morning. Time now to bring in Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Donald Trump is hoping today will be the knockout blow against rival Ted Cruz. It is primary day in Indiana. Polls show Trump leading, heading into today's vote. Meanwhile, Bernie Sanders admits he has a tough battle to catch Democratic frontrunner Hillary Clinton. Sanders says, though, a good showing today could give him momentum all the way into California. An American serviceman has been killed near Erbil in Iraq. Defense Secretary Ash Carter, who is in Germany consulting with European allies, says it is a combat death.
Former New York Assembly Speaker Sheldon Silver will learn his fate following last year's conviction in a corruption case. A judge today is scheduled to sentence the Manhattan Democrat. The government has asked that he serve substantially more than a decade in prison. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Mike Lubar. Mike, Tom. And, Michael, thanks so much. Uh, the German 10-year yield, 0.22%. Uh, that's in a solid four basis points this morning. Big, big moves in currencies and foreign exchange. Worldwide, Bloomberg surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by NYCB. Ask about their My Community Interest checking with free NYCB online and mobile banking. Earn more, get more. Visit nycbfamily.com for details.